Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we discuss all the films in the DC Cinematic Universe one individual minute at a time. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we are discussing Man of Steel, uh, specifically minute number 99. Um, this minute starts with uh, the Kryptonian attack ship uh, finishing its landing mm-hmm. slash unconscious Feora, if you will. Yep. Um, and then it's going to end with a uh, cow walking towards some awestruck soldiers. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Mark, uh, minute number 99, I've said this probably a few times in this podcast, but there's only really a few that I believe this is true. Minute number 99 is one of my favorite moments in this entire film. And I know I said that in the beginning, um, and, uh, you can have uh, multiple favorite moments. I know moments. we can have multiple favorite moments, but like in minute format, minute number 99 is one of my favorites. And um, before I get into it, uh, you wanted to read some reviews. Oh, yeah. Before we get into the minute, which is one of your favorite minutes, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to read a review from Rabbit Scientist. Um, it's a five-star review on our uh, iTunes page, so if you want to leave us a great review and hear it over the podcast, definitely do the same thing. Five-star review. Five-star Three-star review. recipe. Three, it could be a three-star review, but it has to be a five-star recipe <laughs> there you go. that we can cook. Uh, this one comes from Rabid Scientists. The title is, There's Only One Way This Ends, Cal. Either you die or listen to this podcast. Woo-hoo! If you're a fan of Movies by Minute podcasts and comics to screen movies, then you have found your Krypton, which I feel like Krypton would be... It's, I'll, I'll allow it. I, no, I like that review a lot. I, <laughs> I really one. like that review. Thank you, Rabbit Scientist. This could be your Krypton, I guess, if it's um, a good thing. Uh, if you if you want to go on the route that Krypton is, a I think this utopia. guy. Was, I think this, I'm gonna say this guy's a really big fan of General Zod. Hey, and that's why he's. I'm a fan of really real big fan of General Zod. I'm a real big fish. Uh, different time in our lives, Mark. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna get into this minute now. Yes, let's do. All it. right, so yeah, minute number ninety nine. Mark, I rewatched this minute taking notes multiple times. Like that's what you're supposed to do. I probably, but for <laughs> this one specifically, and I think before, what was it? Minute number seventeen with the "I'll find him" or minute number seven? Seventeen. Is it seventeen? It had a seven in it. I remember Who's, that. Who called that? I think that was oh, that was Andy. Yeah, De minute, Genova from minute number seventeen. Holy Backcast. Yeah. So. uh Minute number 17, as well as minute number 99, are some of my favorite minutes of this entire film. Um, watched them over and over again, and it's just, I can't I can't get enough of this part right here. The music, everything is just perfect. This is that, um, this is what I, I am loving out of this movie. I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah, the red boot stepping into the frame, mm-hmm. and then the cape falls with and covers it. Dude. That's such a good shot. Everything about this minute is <laughs> so good and spectacular. It's just, it's almost unbelievable that this is, this should be one of the most defining scenes out of this entire movie, out of just this whole cinematic universe in general. This is where we're getting a full-on amazing shot of Superman stepping out amongst humans. And it's, it's, it's something that this movie is all about, him, you know, coming out to the world. But it, it sets the tone for the entire universe to go on. It's, mm-hmm. it's like this is the first time that, well, technically not the first time, but uh, publicly, I guess, that we're seeing this powerful being amongst these mortals after a, a massive fight, you know. 
obviously Wonder Woman has different circumstances, but... This is where it changes from viewing him as an alien to viewing him as a god. A god, you say? Yeah. You think? Absolutely. I fe- I'm, yes. No, I am I describe him as a god through and through. Like, that's I, I'm right there with you. But I wouldn't necessarily go at this moment as seeing him as a god. I feel like this moment is seeing him more of... I still, I an feel equal? like no, not an equal. An equal on your side, yeah, as someone you can trust. On your side, someone respect that's, has yeah. been earned. Exactly, but I don't view him as an alien anymore. No, that's that's another. Uh, I think that was uh, last minute. I was trying to describe the feeling of seeing this alien fighting other aliens. That you think that one of the aliens is on your side, but this is where it actually like comes together now. Mm-hmm. Like like you just said, like you don't see him song. as an yeah, you don't see him as an alien. Um, no, you really don't, because you get a good close-up on him. You can see that he looks just like you. He looks exactly like a human being, a very attractive human being at that. So mm-hmm. how do you not trust him? <laughs> yeah. Um, but him stepping out of this store, the boots, you said, it's amazing. The 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 pan from right to left as it's going across the shoulders of the soldiers, and it's it's showing Cal, like kind of not really knowing what to do with this situation. He's he's almost waiting for a response that these soldiers are, are supposed to have of him mm-hmm. just standing there. Like, this is almost like he's at his most vulnerable. Like, you just saw me kick ass up and down this street of my hometown, and now the fighting has stopped. I'm supposed to emerge out of this destruction. What is your response? And he's just waiting there. Like, he, he's, he looks like he's tensed up. He looks like he's still really angry that he just got knocked out of a fight. To me, I thought it was like, damn, I'm sorry for all this stuff. Yeah. They're probably going to arrest me now yeah. again. I wrote that down, too. It's like he's, he's realizing the damage that he's done. And he's just like, he's almost like holding his head in shame. Like, oh, my God. Like, what are you viewing me as? Are you seeing me as just this weapon, this thing that can just destroy an entire town? Or what? Yeah, just kind of like, damn, I'm sorry that that yeah. happened. But, you know, they they lower their weapons, so. They do. It's just so, the music playing, this yeah. is one of the most awe-inspiring scenes of this Very entire movie. Very grandiose music sounding. Every Like, you're accepting that this guy is, is here to help us. We as an audience know that Superman is a good person. You know, mm-hmm. he's a good character. He's a good guy. Whereas, like, everybody else in this movie are now seeing, have been seeing him as an intruder and as a a super strong individual that can lift a train over his head and and yada yada. He didn't lift a train, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, And, like, now it's just, like, these these soldiers that have seen it firsthand are, they're laying their weapons down. They're, They're just, like, how, like, I noticed him saving us. I noticed him fighting against them. Why do I need to be pointing my gun at him? Yeah, because they, I think they realize now that without him, they would have all been killed. Yeah. You know, so without Superman, this battle would have continued to go even past Smallville. This is like, they kind of, he set back, he set the Kryptonians back. Mm -hmm. So it's a good job by Superman and it earns the respect of the military and whatnot. And they're in complete, um, complete awe. Uh, kind of going backwards. I feel like I'm sorry. We probably no, skipped over a bunch we, of stuff. Well, we didn't skip over a lot. Basically, I'm passionate. Namek picks up Feor's body. She's unconscious, and then he he steps into the Kryptonian attack ship and and leaves because they've been beaten. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean, it's kind of 
all that was the result that they lost. They lost. Uh, Superman is one. <laughs> uh, Earth is protected for now because of Superman, and that's why it's such a big moment. Is because those Kryptonians were like, "Man, we're beaten. Feor is down." Uh, did you think Feor died in this moment when you first saw it? Oh no. Oh okay. Not at all. I kind of was like because I was so into Feor at that moment, like being like, "Well, I don't really know much about Superman, but this Feor chick's pretty cool." And then, you know, she's she's been hit by the rockets. You don't know if she died or not. I feel like the fact that Namek picked her up was is a sign, that, sign that it's she's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, definitely me and the audience when the movie came out, I was very like, I hope she's not dead cuz uh, I, you know, I want to see more from her. Um, do we see more from her? It's debatable. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um it's kind of a quick one besides that. Yeah, no, it's just like uh I just wanted to get get in my my two cents about him. Just the, the oh man, it's a powerful moment. It's just it's, it's it a looks really so good perfect. minute, and it continues into t- tomorrow's minute. Um, but that is honestly all I have. Actually, yeah, it's pretty simple, but still very powerful. Oh, wow. The shot about the red boot coming into frame, followed by the cape, is iconic almost in a way that I could have a almost like a not a photo of this scene not like if i screenshot at this moment but maybe like a a pastel drawing uh, or painting of the red boot kind of like in that kind of frame shot with the cape and yeah maybe something else in the in the background not just soldiers and a sears but like something else there's not many characters that have defining red boots like that it's a good panel like if you was a little panel in a comic book Mm mm-hmm that's a good panel. Yeah, the little boot in the in the foreground, and then some some troops with their guns ready in the in the background. Yeah, that's a good. It's like a good I would have I would have loved to see the storyboard for this. Yeah, yeah. See, how see that that's, was, see that's how what I'm talking out. about. Like the 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 concept art, the storyboarding. That's you know, this is a good storyboard come to life. Yeah, moment. I really do like seeing storyboard of um like fight scenes like that, and then to see how they. There was a lot of times I remember I was real big into like other DVD special features and I remember them like showing like storyboards and stuff. Yeah. And it was really cool to see what they were drawing on storyboard and then putting it to, you know, Mm -hmm. on on camera. Because that's still the same as, you know, what you get from a comic book panel to on screen. So, I mean. Absolutely. It's just a little bit more glorified. It happens with uh, Watchmen and 300 and. Dawn of Justice. It happens with all of them, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Not all of them. Even, yeah. So, I think. But the, yeah, that's all I got from this one. What about you? Uh, no, I th- I think I talked my head off on this one. I did a lot of the, <laughs> I took a lead on this one. Again, like I said, this is one of my favorite moments of this entire film. Um, it's kind of silly that it's not much to talk about uh, mm-hmm. in a podcast setting, <laughs> but it's just everything about him stepping out and like this is the debut. It's almost like this should be taken as the debut of of man seeing Superman and seeing him as the hero not seeing him ha- as the alien intruder absolutely no i agree 100 percent. the look on his face it's just like i don't know it's for some i just don't get how perfect the casting was for for henry to be playing to be playing superman i don't it's just, I, can't, I can't wrap my brain around it i know i'm like fanboying like crazy right now but he's just such the perfect epitome of I this think character it's, it's so surprising the consistency that the dc films have done with casting like yeah you could say like okay wow like henry cavill was like a 
such a good casting. Mm-hmm. But then when you keep going through the whole list of, of uh, heroes and villains that they have under their belt, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Shannon's General Zod, Perfeora, uh, uh, Perry White, Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. Martha Kent, Diane, Diane Lane, Lane. Yeah. Jonathan Kent, Kevin Costner, well, Jor-El. Arguably. But I'm with you. I love Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent, but um, I think the masses would disagree with us. I'm talking about casting, not like not what anything Jonathan Kent says. Not just like casting in general. Just yeah. casting. As Kevin Costner as, as being Paul Kent. As as a as Kevin a Costner, figure. Paul yeah. Kent. Um Russell Crowe Jorel. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like him. I don't like his I I feel like he didn't give a shit about the role. But it's still good casting. Yeah. Still good casting. Um and then uh even Laura Lorvan is good. The, she's good casting. And then it happens, but it happens so much. Like, so Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Nice, nice little twist. Twist of the character, but fantastic casting. Yeah, still good casting. Like, you can have opinion whether you like Lex Luthor or not, and it's completely valid mm-hmm. because it's not the Lex Luthor I wanted either, but it's still good casting. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Oh, man. Gal Gadot. Uh, Perfect. Incredible. When, it, when that was first announced, it had 100% faith. It has not failed yet. Ben Affleck's. Bruce Wayne, Batman. Oh, even more so. Jeremy Irons, Alfred. Yeah. Uh, I think it just keeps going after yeah, that. Yeah, everybody. Jason honestly. Momoa, Aquaman. Yeah. Amanda Waller, Viola Davis. Uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Uh, you could question Will Smith, Deadshot. Yeah, he's just Will Smith. Yeah. He's Will Smith in a with a gun. Jared Leto's Joker. Uh, just all, I mean, you keep on going down the line, man. Like, it's just, it's fantastic. Captain um, Boomerang. <laughs> I was, I like Boomerang. He's, the girl, the lady great. who plays Katana, is perfect. Oh yeah, man! I don't perfect. see like those are things that I'm I I'm not excited to talk about Suicide Squad. But when we get into it, like when we get into this, you know, the the that, repertoire of the, characters that we can just pick apart and mm-hmm. go to, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time to talk about Katana. She was she's Johnny's favorite of the group. Yeah, she was and fantastic. They, the Ultimate Edition, which we're gonna talk about, Suicide Squad Ultimate Edition. There's a deleted scene between. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and Katana. Mm-hmm. And I for, I'm so sorry. I forgot the, the name of the lady who plays her. Um, but that's, it's a moment that me and Johnny were screaming at the TV. Like, why is this cut out? Because yeah. it's such a golden moment for character development among the, the, the squad itself. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... It's a... Uh, yeah, and it, it continues even in Wonder Woman. They know what they're they doing. They have great casting. Have, this is a good question, and I don't know. I've, I should probably shoot ourselves in the foot for not knowing it. Have don't they shoot kept, my foot. <laughs> <laughs> have they kept the same casting director for all these movies, or is it has it been different throughout that all of them? That's a, a good question. That's a great question. So, I mean, I, I know Snyder, yeah, <laughs> Snyder has had, uh, obviously, a hand in a lot of this, which, you know, most people don't like, but we're on the side that Snyder is a genius, and he knows exactly what he's doing well, with he this fought, universe. He fought for Gal Gadot to be Wonder Woman. He fought for Jason Momoa to be Aquaman. Years before Batman v Superman. I yeah. think Man of Steel came out, he was already talking to Jason Momoa. Like, I think recently in an interview, Jason Momoa said like five years ago they were talking to him. That's See, incredible. Incredibly long time yeah. ago. Uh, same thing with Gal Gadot. Uh, I don't know how long they were talking to Ben Affleck for, but... You know, maybe like right when, you know, Immortals was kind of on the market and whatnot, Zack Snyder was like, that's Superman. That Greek kid who is Henry Cavill in that Immortals film. These are, well, I mean, it's all legendary, so it might have like transferred over a little bit. Yeah. They might have been like, hey, this guy is chiseled. He's got the dark hair. 
he's got the chin line. He's just, you know, perfect specimen. Mm-hmm. So that could have played into it. But, I mean, I want to know who the... Uh, we should probably look into the casting director to see if it's stayed consistent uh, throughout maybe even just a couple movies or what have you. But we'll, we'll get into that. Cool. All righty. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, don't forget to leave us a cool review on iTunes if you want to hear that uh, spoken out over the podcast. We love reading those out. Uh, we also do another minute-by-minute podcast called Tarantino Minute. We're currently covering Reservoir Dogs. So if you're into those films, definitely Edgy. check that out. A little, very different than this one. Much more <laughs> explicit. Uh, so yeah, but it's a ball of fun. So definitely check those out. And we'll check you guys out tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.